double back at the third, one for three, and he kind of slaps it. And guess who's there? Can he get him? Oh, oh, oh man. Oh, man. Nolan Arenado, by the time he finished, throwing that baseball was in short right center field. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Chris Raji hanging out today. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. Use our promo code DAILY for 20% off any subscription. BetQL helps sports bettors of all types from the first time bettors to hardcore make more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. Our promo code DAILY for 20% off any subscription. We're on Twitter at BetQL Daily. It's Joe Ostrowski and Chris Raji on the BetQL Audio Network. And Raj, you are streaming live on YouTube as well. And they can hear you on the Radio.com app. We're everywhere. Oh, how wonderful. We're, we are worldwide, my friend, the two of yes, us. Yes, we are. Welcome yeah. to the digital world. And <laughs> so every day as we're getting set for the season, this week we've been breaking down a lot of the divisions, and we're going to do this today with a couple of different ones, uh, ones that both of us are very familiar with, the National League and American League Central. But let's start with the NL side and the division odds. The Cardinals are the favorite, just about even money at plus 105 over on points bet. Then we have a drop off to the Reds, plus 325. Brewers, plus 375. Cubs come in at plus 425. And the Pirates, they have no shot at the division. They are the long shot at 75 to 1 to win. Uh, Raji, when I look at the win totals, Cardinals, mid 80s, uh, Reds and Brewers, lower 80s, Cubs, high 70s, and the division odds, the first thing that jumps out to me is that I don't quite agree with the win total and the division odds. The top four in the NL Central is bunched up much closer than what these numbers would suggest. I, I do think the Cardinals are the favorites in the division, so that does make sense. I don't really understand the dramatic drop-off between one right. And then two, three, and four, because I mean that's a that's a huge difference to go plus one hundred five to plus three twenty five for the next two teams, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with, and then some of it I'm sure is uh, Pakoda playing into it, and um, what the projections are from the analytics preseason. People are looking at these at these teams, and you know they they look at those uh, projections and they figure, okay, well you're gonna have a lot of down seasons for Milwaukee. Cincinnati and the Cubs and like you mentioned the Pirates they're not gonna have they're they're forget it if the Pirates yeah. win the whole thing go by and out brutal yeah brutal. Um, so right that, that, that's just not gonna happen but I, I do think it's still a lot closer but maybe what's happened is you played the Nolan Arenado highlights I think there's an Arenado effect here I, I really do I, I think it's well they made the biggest impact during the offseason they made the biggest move during the offseason so naturally we're going to make them the favorite for the division. And they, they may have been the favorite anyway, but I think the addition of him uh, really sort of changes things. Um, I I got to tell you, Joe, I I do not like the Cubs finishing under 500. I just, I, I just don't think that's going to happen. 79 wow. and a half wins for them. You, you think they're going to be that bad? I just don't see it. Okay, well, let's let's go team by team here. Now, first, okay. the Cardinals. What's interesting is the Pakoda stuff does not agree with these win totals and the division odds. They are much higher on the Cubs, and they are much higher on the Brewers than yeah. the win totals are at, which is wild to me. They Pakoda has Milwaukee at almost 89 wins, and they have the Cubs at 85, which is crazy. But as far as the Cardinals, so for years – 
You grew up a Cardinals fan. Uh, you've been covering the Cardinals for your job. You would always complain about them not spending money, not making the big splash. And then while people were looking for a reason to pick one of these NL Central teams of the top four, they were just looking. Yeah. And then the Arenado move happens. So that's why it feels okay. So they're going to overreact and they're going to be betting on St. Louis. And that's why the odds are what they are. But the big question there is Arenado's terrific on defense, heck of a hitter. Let's see what he looks like for almost 162 outside of Coors Field. Yeah. And you know, that argument's made a lot with players that have played in Colorado. It happened with Larry Walker. It happened with Matt Holiday. All of those guys did just fine outside of their 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 home ballpark. I right. I don't really worry that much about it because I do think there is a positive effect for just getting to play in your home ballpark. You know, it wherever it is. You know, if you if you're an mm -hmm. offensive player, wherever you play, I mean, yeah, you're gonna benefit if you're, you know, you play at Fenway Park and you're a right-hander and you've got a little bit of power. That's gonna benefit you a little bit more than playing in other places. But I think by the end of the season, the numbers are going to be there because I believe in that comfort factor. So I think he's going to be fine. The numbers may not be as high as they were, but I still think they're going to be pretty good. I don't think you have to worry about that. I, what, what I think is uh, on the flip side, if you are a pitcher in Colorado, no matter who you are, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna have a tough time. The ball doesn't break. It, so you're, yeah. you're going to have a difficult time. But I think when it comes to the offense, you end up adjusting for the most part. And there is evidence of that. And I'm not saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but, you know, the dude might be uh, if he continues playing the way he does and, and plays his exceptional defense as he does and adds the offense to go along with it. We might be talking about a Hall of Fame career down the road. But I I do think you're right. This is all about the Arenado thing. There's excitement there. People are going to bet that direction. And mm -hmm. I, I, I think it's... It's the safe play because they are probably going to win the division. But let's move to the Reds here. I'm not and, sure. And, uh, you don't think the Cardinals are going to win the division? I just well, I think it's pretty. I think it's a toss up between a few of them. Okay. I, it, it, when I say I think they're going to win the division, I think it's very close. I, yeah. I really do, and I and I might change my mind at the end of April. I I might, but I I think there's a lot of value in taking one of the next three teams. There's yes. a there's a ton of it there because any of those teams could win. Any of the teams between the Reds, Brewers, and Cubs could win. And 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 I I think people are sort of sleeping on Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. And and that is I, I also think there's a little bit of a uh there's a rush to want to say well Milwaukee didn't do enough to get better in the last couple of seasons, which might be true. But I still don't think that means they're bad. I, I don't think they. I don't think that they are. Um, there's not going to be a massive drop off there. And the one thing you need to be concerned about, if you're a Cardinals fan, I think their bullpen is going to be perfectly fine. But that starting rotation might not be as strong as as Cardinals fans want it to be. Uh, outside of Jack Flaherty, who I think is 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 truly Cy Young potential. Yes. We don't know for sure he's going to realize that, number one. I'm confident in him. I think he's going to be fine. But now you're looking at Miles Michaelis, and I don't know how healthy he's going to be, and they've been playing it careful with him after the injury last year. Um, uh, KK Kim, who's only going to be in his second, his first full season in Major League Baseball, but now he's in his second season in, in, in MLB. 
You don't really know what he's going to be either. Carlos Martinez in his first outing in the spring looked terrible. Uh, so I, I don't know that you can really count on that rotation. You still got Wainwright, right? Still do have Adam Wainwright. And, and <laughs> you know what you're going to get from him? You're going to get probably 150 or so innings, and there are going to be games where the, the, the Cardinals are in it. Uh, you know, he's going to keep them in ball games. I don't think he's going to get blown up a ton, but you're, you know, and maybe you get an excellent performance every now and then he'll be steady. So, yeah, but that's it. I, I think you've got two guys in the rotation that you, that you are pretty confident in. They're going to be good. So they're kind of in line with everybody else in the division. The Cubs are well, going through it. The Brewers are going through it. And without Trevor Bauer, the Reds are going to go through it too. The team that I like is the second favorite in the division. They're tied for the second highest win total. The Reds and Brewers win total both at 82 and a half. Fangraphs and Pakoda a little down on the Reds. They think 78, 79 win range. And I strongly disagree. Maybe I'm the sucker because I like them going into Cincinnati, yeah. going into the last season, uh, just like everybody else. But even though you lose Bauer, and I'm not trying to act like that's a nothing, they're still strong at the top of the rotation with Gray and Castillo, and some metrics could argue, and I, I wouldn't say it, but some would say that Castillo was just as good as what we saw out of Bauer, and that is still an extremely talented lineup. They ran into so much bad luck last year. They were dead last in Babbitt. They're hitting, they hit 212 on the season. Is Votto going to do that again? Yeah. Suarez, Castellanos, his first year there, they, they still have Moustakis. I like the Reds, and I think there's a lot of value at plus 325 with them. I, I'm I'm with you, and, and I like both the Reds and the Brewers. I think if you put a bet on either of them to win the division, I think you got to uh, – there's a pretty good chance down the road you're going to make a little bit of money. Uh, to me, yeah. I, I, I like either one of them, and I have a difficult time picking one. Uh, I think if I have to, I'm going to go with, with – uh, Milwaukee here. Part of what bothers me about the Reds is, and it's not like they were bad last year. They certainly weren't. But again, how much can you take away from 2020 when you're just playing 60 games? You you know, yeah. you don't know how good that team would have been over a full six months. There, there, There's no telling. What worries me about them, though, is that stabilizing presence in the lineup in Joey Votto. The dude's been around since 2002, man. I mean, we're going on 20 years for him, and he's had an exceptional career. Yeah. I Maybe you squeeze one last really good season out of Joey Votto, and I got to tell you, I love the dude, so I hope that happens, but I'm not sure you can count on that. Do they have enough around him to score enough runs in that division against the pitching staffs they're going to go against? Maybe. I mean, maybe you're going to get a rebound from Castellanos. Um, I think their their lineup is okay. I don't think it's great. But for me, if he has a good season, that'll be the thing that might put them over the top and win the division to go along with the pitching that you were talking about. They're top two starters. And, and look, if you look around baseball and you've got two really strong starters at the top, you're set up better than a lot of other teams are. I mean, you're not the Dodgers or anything, but you're in really good shape if you've got Gray and Castillo and they're pitching like they should pitch. But I do think Trevor Bauer leaving the situation is going to be difficult for them because he's 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 getting better. Yes. Uh, you alluded to this before. For some reason, we just skip over the Milwaukee Brewers. Most people do. Yeah. It's because they have a few elite players like Yelich and he'll be better than he was last year. And in the bullpen, like Hader, 
and then the rest there's a drop off. But I, I was looking at the numbers today. I had to do a double take. I, I forgot, and I know it's a two month sample size, that their pitching staff was second in xFIP and third in strikeout rate. Like they, they may not have the star power, and you may not go one through nine and be amazed. And same thing with the pitching staff, even though they do have a Cy Young candidate in the rotation. But uh, the Brewers just go about their business quietly, and they're going to be right there. The one thing that would concern me about the Brewers is um, pitching wise at the start, at the starting rotation in, in that core, I think they're going to be okay within the division. I think they're going to be okay. Yeah. I would have some, uh, I would be somewhat concerned about what happens with Josh Hader moving forward with the way he's been used a lot. And there have been, you know, there are all kinds of examples of, relievers who have been worked and then overworked and that happens over the course of a couple of seasons and they just kind of hit a wall in their career I would be concerned about that because he's a huge piece in that bullpen and and that may not be the um, the difference between them being a a bad team and a good team but it could be the difference between them being a good team and a really good team if you can count on somebody like him out of the bullpen to put out fires and to pitch a couple of innings for you or whatever you want to do, that's a great asset to have. But I would be concerned about what he is moving forward just because of the workload he's had. I know last year was different, but but that's a guy they rely on a ton. Sell me on the Cubs in some way, maybe exceeding expectations, not winning the division because Darvish, Schwarber, Lester, Quintana, all gone. Your number two starter in the rotation is, is Zach Davies, okay? Two through five feels like a bunch of fours in that rotation. Uh, they're probably going to trade off guys if there's a market for KB, Rizzo. Not Rizzo, but KB or Baez, probably KB. I think it's because you still do have a couple of the premier players in the National League in the, the ones you mentioned in Rizzo, in Bryant and Baez. And I expect them to all have good seasons this year. I, th I think, you know, it, it's really tough to define, Joe. And and this is just all speculation. But I I, I can see this Cubs team having this, you know what, none of you believe in us. And I know it sounds like nonsense to a lot of people. Yeah. But maybe, maybe they're going to say, hey, screw you guys. We're still good. <laughs> they're going to try. And then the Cubs front office will be very mad because then they won't be able to sell off. They'll probably have to add a little bit yeah. at the deadline. We'll hit on more of that coming up. Joe Ostrowski, Chris Ronji, this is BetQL Daily. We'll uh, continue the, the baseball conversation with our friend Joe Osborne. Also get into Ronji's favorite sport, UFC. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.